Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, welcome to the first full week of February 2011. You're listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holiday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and it's so good to have you back. Good, good, good to have you back. Starting the month of February, let's just make it a great month. It's the shortest month of the year. Let's make it a great one. We're going to start off right this week. We're going to start off with something new on the Rock of Liberty speech each week this month. We will be talking about something that America needs. Every week, we're going to say America needs. And this week, America needs vision. We're going to provide a vision. So that's coming up at the Rock of Liberty speech at the end. So don't miss that. And in, in just a few minutes, we're going to have one of our friends we've had on before, a conservative reporter, Chad Groning. He's been talking to some of his contacts up on Capitol Hill, some congressmen. And again, we're going to find out what he's learning about where this 112th Congress is going and what the House uh, Republicans are going to be doing. So uh, we're going to have him on in just a few minutes. So listen to this show. we got a great show this week. Every week we have a great show. Go back and listen to last week's show of uh, Senator Roger Wicker. If you have not heard that show, it uh, has some great perspective from Senator Wicker. And now uh, we're also going to tell you about going back in all the archives. And, but if you go back, uh, those who are interested in the Tea Party Review magazine, we have the editor of the new magazine, the Tea Party Review. Find out more about it. Click on the Tea Party Review uh, banner that's right there on Doc Holliday's Tea Party page. When you open, when you come right to my page, you can see the banner there. Click it, uh, click on it. Find out more about that. Uh, I've got a blog there uh, under the blog section, so check out that website and order the magazine. Hey, it's $34.95, one issue every month for a year. You'll know what's going on in the Tea Party around the nation and in your neighborhood, so get excited, check it out, and uh, order that magazine. Let's get this Tea Party movement movement going, and, and what I was telling you about, go back in the archives, listen to the, the editor of the Tea Party Review Dr. Steve Allen, have him on the show for an interview last month. Go back and uh, check that out. We got a lot of good things going. The Tea Party movement is growing. It's expanding. We're flexing our muscles, not only in elections, but what's going on in other places, in the state capitals, on local levels. So get excited, get involved, get plugged in, get the Tea Party Review magazine, and let's get this movement moving forward and going on. And uh, one thing I want to tell you about saying that is if you've read the news, some, they didn't make a lot of this, but I like it. I like it. You're going to like it. Let me tell you, if you didn't see it, in New Hampshire, the Republicans elected a Tea Party figure as their leader, and re they rejected the establishment-backed candidate. So that's, I think that's good news. The establishment is still sort of shaking in their boots because we mean business as the Tea Party movement. That's why you're listening to me, and that's why we're making a statement with the spirit of 1776 coming alive again. And I'm telling you, it's exciting when you hear it in New Hampshire, the uh, the establishment, and the, I'll just tell you, if you remember back in Bush 1, uh, 
Bush the the first that when he uh, his chief of staff is John Sununu. Well, he was the guy I was talking about that uh, he was pushing the establishment candidate, and he said that we as a party need to provide an environment that is comfortable for all candidates to come and participate. The worst thing for the New Hampshire's first-in-the-nation primary is for people to feel like this is not a place where they want to participate. Well, excuse me, Mr. Sununu. The Tea Party movement is here to stay. American freedom and liberty is something that we cherish and enjoy, and the people of New Hampshire love it too. Thank you. To the people in New Hampshire that elected a new Republican leader from the Tea Party movement. And I'll I tell you how good it is. Listen to this. The New Hampshire Democratic Party chairman, uh, Mr. Buckley, uh, was criticizing that. And he said, and, and the Tea Party leader that was elected head of the Republicans is Jack Kimball. And he said, Jack Kimball's election as our chair completes the radical right wing takeover of the Republican Party in the Granite State. Unquote. Goodness gracious alive, we got freedom on the move. The Democrats are scared. This is not a political movement. The Tea Party movement is not about a political party. It is a political movement, but we're telling both parties, all parties, get back to the Constitution. The reason a Democratic Party is shaking in their shoes with their knees quaking is because they know they've gotten away from constitutional principles, and it's time the American people are taking it back, and the Democratic Party doesn't understand that. They're going to be a minority party, not only in the House, but the Senate and the White House. They're going to get, their numbers will get smaller and smaller till they get closer to the United States Constitution. And I mean that with every ounce of energy that's in my voice, in my body, and I'm telling the Democratic Party, I want you to be strong and robust and get back to the constitutional principles. And if you don't, it's your own fault when you start losing elections year after year, cycle after cycle. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, <laughs> getting excited about the Tea Party movement. I know you are too. That's why you're listening, and that's why I'm glad to be here with you, providing you insight and coverage. And I want to tell you one of the things that's so exciting to me is that every week you're coming back and listening. I appreciate you, and together we are making a difference on this country. We're making a difference on the local level, the state level, the national level. And one of the things that has got us up in arms and one of the things that's got us up and uh, upset is the bankrupting of America. And it goes to, uh, there's a website called Bankrupting of America. They put out these figures. And, you know, people ask, well, you get so upset about the national debt. It's $14.3 trillion. And they go, well, China owns us. Well, it's not that simple. Let me go back and tell you. The $14.3 trillion uh, of that, uh, every American citizen owes $45,000. From babies to our 100-year-old uh, citizens, we all owe $45,000. And of that, of that $14.3 trillion, $9.4 trillion is uh, held by the public. Now, the other part's held by intra-government agencies. Uh, think of it like this. Congress couldn't stand to leave our Social Security money alone, so they kept borrowing from it over these last few decades. They've borrowed and borrowed and borrowed, and that's it's a shame. That's why I feel like the Congress, they need new blood, and I'm hoping the, these new congressmen from all areas will come in and stop this senseless spending. We not only spent what we had, we spent everything they had 
It's reserved for Social Security. Now the baby boomers are retired, and there's not anything but a paper IOU in a bank vault that's supposed to have trillions of dollars. So that's where some of the debt is. We owe it to the government, owes it to another agency in the government. But what we do owe public debt, with the public debt is $9.4 trillion, and that's 67% of the whole debt. And of that, about 47% of that is held by foreigners, by foreign governments and foreign holdings. And of that, China is the leader, but they're not that far away. China, we owe China about a trillion dollars, Japan a little less, uh, the UK about half of that, and then oil countries about the same, about like the UK and Brazil a little bit less than the UK. So we owe trillions of dollars, but it's not all to China. China's not going to come take over our uh, state park or national parks yet. May if we don't have any more sense going on in Congress, but hopefully this election will start voicing the concerns and turning some things around. So I wanted to let you know that, and we are very, very concerned about that trillion-dollar debt, the $14.3 trillion debt, and that's why we're going to keep pounding this issue until we find somebody that will go to Congress, somebody that will go in the White House and say this is an atrocity, it's... Uh, I think it's Senator Inhofe said it's waterboarding our children. That's exactly what it is. We're waterboarding our children. We're telling them you have no economic future because we spend all the money. And I cannot stand the thought of passing on to my children the slavery of debt. And that's what we're doing. We're creating slaves out of our children and grandchildren. And they're going to owe money that they have never never even had the chance to vote on that's not american and that's not freedom and that's not liberty and it's up to us the tea party movement to lead this charge forward and say we're going to give our children something better and we're going to give them something that they can sink their teeth into and they can have a they'll know what freedom and liberty taste like so let me tell you that to get you riled up because you need to be riled up this tea party movement needs to keep on going and saying that we're going to get uh, Chad Groening on the line here and see what's going on on Capitol Hill. All right, we got on the line Chad Groening. He's been a guest on our show before. Chad, welcome back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. It's always great to be uh, be with the Doc on, on on your Tea Party show there. Well, Chad, I know that uh, you know being a conservative reporter, you have made the rounds and have talked to a lot of folks, especially some of the, uh, now we got the new Congress. Uh, in session and uh, going wide open up in Washington D.C. So, uh, what have you found out? Any uh, things that are uh, on the agenda coming up in this uh, new Congress? Well, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, of course, as you well know, one of the one of the absolute uh, abominations of the last uh, Lambda Congress was them uh, lifting the repeal on the 1993 law, which of course uh, says that uh, homosexuality is incompatible with military service, and of course it's confused with the don't ask, don't tell policy, which was a Clinton policy, and really not the law. But anyway, they repealed the law, and now the Republican Congress, Steve King, I talked to him uh, last week. And That's Representative Steve King from, uh, from uh, Iowa. Iowa. And uh, but besides being uh, heavily involved in the, in the health care uh, repeal effort, uh, he also told me about uh, uh, a bill that he is co-sponsoring along with... Uh, uh, Duncan Hunter, who's actually the actual sponsor, he's but he's signed on to it, uh, which basically uh, will exempt combat 
arms troops, frontline combat troops from uh, this, this whole uh, homosexuals um, service thing, which means that uh, if you're in a combat unit, homosexuals will not be allowed in it. Of course, uh, it, uh, it probably could get passed through the House uh, when it finally gets through, but of course, the, the same problem, of course, uh, the Senate and, and of course Obama, but at least it's, it's one of these things where they're trying to, um, you know, do, do, do something as far as, as this particularly just awful, awful, awful uh, act by the uh, lame duck 111th Congress. Well, the lame duck Congress did some things they don't like. But uh, one thing they did bring out, now that the Republicans are in charge, when they do a hearing, when they have congressional hearings, they'll be able to put out some different information than the propaganda we got put out yeah. in the last Congress. Well, one of, the, one of the things that I talked to about him, and also uh, I talked to a Congressman Joe Wilson, uh, from South Carolina as well, and they're going to uh, be asking questions, the questions that were not asked uh, when they rushed through this thing uh, back just at the end of the year. They're going to ask the questions just exactly what the effects are going to be on the troops, and uh, they're going to find that uh, it, it wasn't what they were trying to portray in that last Congress. Uh, obviously, that last Congress, they wanted to uh, get it through because they didn't want to have a debate because they knew that if people were actually asked, the, the frontline soldiers were actually, actually asked, Ed, that uh, they'd say, no, uh, we don't want to, uh, to have to deal with this, with this issue because of just the absolute, uh, you know, the nature of it, the, you know, the, the close quarters, you know, your... Well, the fact is, you know, we're in the middle of two wars, and you also look at it, we've talked about on this show before about what's the AIDS factor, HIV positive, uh, you know, what is that going to bring more HIV into the military and the blood supply, how safe is the blood supply, and all these things that were never, never brought out in the, in the congressional hearings. I mean, they just rushed it through without any talk whatsoever. Well, yes, and, and, and the problem is, is that, is that they, and I've talked to, you mentioned the blood supply, you mentioned HIV one of the one of the absolutely perhaps uh, stunning things is is that there were already with with the homosexuals you know serving you know kind of clandestine way or you know kind of in the closet so to speak there were uh, a number of sexual assaults you know of homosexual soldiers upon uh, uh, other members of the military that Ed will really increase if they're allowed to um, to uh, to serve openly now. Let me just give you. Let's let's talk about about some of the scary things about this thing. Imagine okay. that you're a young soldier and your sergeant is a homosexual or your captain is a homosexual, and and let's say they proposition you or do whatever sexual assault or whatever. If you are are, are a straight heterosexual individual and you go to go and, and complain about it, guess what? That's too that's just too bad because you know they're going to give you sensitivity training and they're going to they're going to make it very difficult for you. But at the other other way around, oh no, heaven heaven forbid if if a homosexual soldier is beaten up by or harassed by a you know as well as well the homosexual soldier is a victim fine and and the people should be prosecuted. Which had one one of those that's what I I mentioned a few weeks ago about one of my friends who been in the Marines for thirty years and and it just got out last year but he said Ed if this thing goes through and which it did it was just before it going through he said. That, there, there's actually going to be blood spilt, and there's going to be people that will die because of this policy. He, he said, Ed, it's going to happen. He, he'd been in the Marines for 30 years, and and uh, and he he said, you just the people in Congress don't have a clue what they're talking about, and and what's going to happen on the front lines, and, and what it's going to mean for a unity in the, in the cohesion of the front line unit. So I hope those things are brought out in a congressional hearings. One one thing I want to move on to is. Uh, we had been discussing since uh, the midterm elections 
who is jockeying for position for the Republican nomination? Uh, do you see anybody that's uh, that's uh, the I guess the top horse now? Well, what, but I'm not sure about about a front runner, Ed. But I I was very amazed to to, to read uh, on the wire today that Michelle Bachman of Minnesota, Congresswoman, is actually indicating that that she might step in the race, which is which is new news. Uh, you know, sort of uh, Sarah Palin's uh, the other women kind of out there that's been kind of demonized. Uh, like Sarah Palin, Michelle Bachman, but uh, this, this basically is she's um, she's looking at at possibly running, which would be a very interesting situation. But as far as a front runner goes, good grief, Ed, it, it, it's 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 absolutely. I mean, you know, we've talked. I know I've talked to some of my pundit sources uh, about various people. Of course, they're 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 talking about uh, you know individuals that are you know uh, Tim Pawlenty, the just recently became the ex-governor of Minnesota. Right. He, he came out and basically, going back to our last issue that we talked about, he said that he would repeal the repeal if he were president, which was a very good thing to say. Well, you know, I noticed when he said that, uh, I, I, I was watching the Chris Matthews show, and they, uh, I think it's Andrew Sullivan came on there and was sort of ridiculing that uh, that he would come out and say that, on a, and he called it a right-wing uh, radio network. Uh, so... Uh, that, but it is that uh, Palanti would, Palanti would would come out and say that, and, and that shows that he's ready to, uh, I think, make some noise. Well, the the thing that that's going to be very interesting, and of course another another person that uh, I was contacted today, there's there's an effort afoot now to where they want to really push Mike Pence, the congressman from Indiana, and now he's just a congressman, and yet there's there's some people. Uh, as you might recall, there was uh, he got a he was the uh, the guy who who really won a straw poll back at the Value Voter Summit, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, in September of uh, in September, uh, of uh, ten. Yes. Yeah. And so, what do you, what do you think about? I mean, <laughs> I, you, you can, I think I think you really like him, don't you? Well, I, I like uh, uh, Representative Pence, and and I, now for my listeners, I'll ask and see if you know this question. Uh, answer this question. Don't don't just blurt it out here, Chad. Just let the listeners use their brains a little. Who is the only uh, president that came directly from the House of Representatives? Do you know that answer? Uh, I'll let our listeners ponder that. I don't, I don't that. really know. I, I can't remember. I think there's I only, there's I only one president that came directly from the House of Representatives into the presidency. So, uh, so I, I'll let everybody linger on that a minute, and I'll give them an answer. Yeah, everybody be thinking about that. But, uh, but back to the question. Now, one of the things that I... I had heard actually uh, Representative uh, Pence talk about said that he knew that two people could not run for the presidency out of Indiana. It would not be a good thing. And, of course, uh, Governor Mitch Daniels is also thinking about putting his hat in the ring. So those two may have to get together or, uh, and decide something. But I would, as a Tea Party speaker, as a Tea Party radio host, I would love to see Representative Mike Pence get in, throw his hat in the ring, because I, I think he represents some outstanding uh, values. Uh, he's a strong conservative on fiscally, strong conservative uh, on value issues, and so I, I would love to see him get in. What do you think about uh, Chris Christie? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the pundits are saying that he hasn't been governor long enough. What do you think about him? But I, I kind of like him. Well, you know, one thing that... Uh, I like about Chris Christie is he has proved that he doesn't mind standing up and standing up and and uh, browbeating the liberals that are trying to throw things at him. He, he said it's like he's he, he's like a Babe Ruth sitting up there and said, "Give me your best pitch," and he's knocking it out of the ballpark. So uh, he has uh, 
he has a lot of people I think would get behind him if he jumped in, but now he has specifically said that he is not running, and I don't and I don't see him probably getting in because it takes so much to put the chessboard together. Uh, but one thing after after you said that about Chris Christie, it makes uh, one thing I wanted to tell our speakers, and I'm say what you think about this. Uh, I tell our listeners is. Uh, w- so many people for years who talk about, well, it doesn't have an experience, doesn't have an experience. Now, President Barack Obama, you can say what you will, and I don't like his policies, and I, and I want to see the Tea Party movement grow, but he doesn't have any experience, and he has done an outstanding job for what he believes in. I mean, he has actually pushed more legislation and done things what he believed in, so I don't buy this thing that you got to have 20 years of experience in an executive branch uh, because... I, you know, if you if you got a game plan, know what you want to do and get support. Look, he got Democrats out there who gave their political lives for his, uh, you know, what was it, 65 of them or more are out now because they laid down their political lives to advance his liberal policies. Yeah, well, I would agree with you uh, that, that he was very effective. But I think a lot of it was the fact that he had tremendous allies with Nancy Pelosi, who fortunately now is no longer House Speaker, and uh, Harry Reid, uh, both of them very, very, very strong ideologues, just like the president, and I think that they were part of the reason. They, 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 were, they, were, stud- they were steady, steadfast in their, in, their, in their doggedness. I mean, they wanted to get, to get all, this, all this horrible stuff uh, shoved on, on the American public, and, and they and, and the president... Uh, they, they, they got it done the last... Uh, well, they, you know, that's why I say you have to give it to them. I mean, to, to ask members of your own party, knowing mo- a lot of them would, would go down in defeat in, in, uh, in the midterm elections, and they, they uh, ask them to hold firm, and, and, and even, even the ones that didn't vote for health care, they got walloped too because people were so <laughs> upset about uh, being, you know, the, these, this uh, liberal agenda being forced down their throats. But they, with their what their ide- ideology is, they believed in it, and they, and they, uh, they stood up for it. So, uh, so I, 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 going back to what I was talking about presidential politics, you know, the experience factor is not what it's cooked up to be, I think, in the past, because you can surround yourself with people, and you can get things done. And I want to see a conservative uh, Tea Party person be able to stand up and, and do the same thing, the opposite of what President Obama has done. Yeah, well, unfortunately, though the the, the mainstream stream media, uh, some people some people call it the, the lamestream media and other, other right. not so uh, friendly the, words. Unfortunately, the, the dinosaur media, as yeah. far as New York Times, and I hope they're yeah. I hope they're about to be fossilized. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they you know the conservative a conservative president is going to have to overcome not only the Democrats but the uh, the mainstream media, and as you well know from the from the from the from this vitriol that, that came out of that. Arizona uh, tragedy, and uh, you know the, the Democrats, they, the left, they just, they are, they, they are hate-filled, and and that's and the attacks and everything else that uh, you know conservatives have to go through. It just, it's just really uh, unfortunately. But let me let me uh, stop you right there just a second and remind everybody. And in, in just a second, I'm going to ask you about Representative uh, 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 Cohen from uh, uh, Tennessee. I want you, I, I want to ask you what you. Mm-hmm thought of his uh, comments but first let me remind everybody you are listening to, to doc holiday's tea party i'm your host ed holiday we have uh here talking with us on the interview is chad groaning conservative reporter a longtime 
conservative reporter that knows many people around the nation and, and uh, does some great reporting. And so we got him on the line, and now I want, uh, want to get back and ask you about this uh, representative from uh, Tennessee uh, in the Memphis area. That's uh, Representative Cohen, US, United States uh, member of the United States House of Representatives, and he said something that was very, very inflammatory. And and, uh, and after the left has asked for everybody to, to calm down the rhetoric, and what what did this representative say, Chad? Well, basically, he he uh, kind of compared the anyone who was against, or I guess anybody who was for the repeal of Obamacare, meaning they the, they voted for repealing what the, what the Congress did last year, that, that they're like uh, Joseph Goebbels and the Nazis. And, and what he wow. did was he, he quoted a website, and, and I don't remember the name of it. I went to it. It's, it's not really a, what I would call an ultra-left-wing website, but apparently he, they did some survey that, that said that the Republicans claim that, that uh, the government is taking over health care with this bill is, is a lie, a lie, a lie. Hmm. Well, I don't buy that, and, but, but anyway, that's the website that he used quoting it, but but he, but he basically said that it, that that Goebbels used the big lie, and then Republicans are using the big lie, and he and he alluded, and he even mentioned, of course, that it all led back, of course, with the Nazis back to the Holocaust, and that really oh, uh, caused uh, obviously, you know, you can't go As, that is just so repugnant. I mean, you know, people throw the Nazis around too, too much anyway, and he he really did uh, uh, in this case, in my estimation. Yeah, and and I, I like to say, you know, where where's all the the White House and everybody else talking about the vitriol and all this uh, 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 just bad comments and the way they they just uh, uh, went after anybody that had been any part of the Tea Party, and and then they just let this comment go without even saying anything. Yeah, it was it was not a not a, a very red letter day for Mister uh, you know for, for Mister Cohen. I mean, he just it was really a. A bad, uh, a bad uh, day. For, you know, I, I don't know. He, but he, he, he stood behind it. But he, of course, he did uh, make some apologies. You know, he didn't want to. You know, you know, inflame anybody up. But it, it was, it was definitely well, a huge he, gap on his part. You know, I, I just, I wish there's some way he could have got beat. Maybe in two more years, we can hope uh, citizens, the good citizens of Memphis, will get a little common sense and maybe sip some tea and. And, and get that guy thrown out of the house. Oh, we don't need him in well, there. Well, he, he's probably going to, if it's going to be somebody, it's probably going to have to be another another Democrat because that, that district, of course, is, a, is, a, is you know, that's, that's Memphis. Well, it, it's uh, something that we want to uh, stay on top of here at Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and I appreciate you helping us uh, sort things out. We're going to have to get you back and uh, as, as the this story develops, and I know you're right on top of it. Appreciate you being here with us. Uh, anything you want to tell our listeners before I... Uh, uh, let you go here. Well, I just uh, I just appreciate being on on with you, Doctor Ed, and I I encourage people if if you're in around in an area where where Doc is is speaking, uh, you know, uh, get out and listen to Doc Holiday give give one of his impassioned Tea Party speeches. <laughs> I'm about to tell you something, I've, it's amazing. The first time I ever heard you speak, Doc Holiday, you were you were impassioned, and I think I think I think you need to you need to record some of those speeches, or you need to get out there out there more of the of the pluribus unum out there and and, and give your Tea Party addresses. Because well, I tell you, they're, they're really something. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Maybe somebody will listen and invite me across the country now or something. So I uh, appreciate you saying that. Hey, Chad, uh, uh, good good hunting on those stories. Uh, keep doing what you're doing for uh, the the conservative movement. You, you're a great reporter. Appreciate what you do. And, uh, and we're going to have you back in a few weeks and see how things are going. All right. Thank you, Ed. All right.
And that was Chad Groening, a, a great reporter. We're glad to have him back on our show for this week. And before we go and tell you a couple of nuggets about what I've picked up out of the interview of Chad, let me remind you, I ask you now, who was the first and only uh, member of the United States House of Representatives who went directly to the presidency from the U.S. House? That is none other than uh, President James Garfield, I believe it was about 1880, but he made it, and he's the only one in the history of the United States that's gone directly from the House to the presidency, and if Mike Pence decides to jump into the race, he has history against him, but uh, let me remind you, we've had a lot of history going on in elections lately, why not another piece of history? So I would welcome Mike Pence into the race, I wish he would jump in, I hope he jumps in, I think the more the merrier. Now, let me tell you a couple of nuggets from Chad's interview that really stuck out to me. First, just like United States Senator Roger Wicker last week, Chad this notices one of the best things about this new 112th Congress is the ability to hold hearings. The Republicans are now in charge of the House. They can hold hearings. They can subpoena. And uh, we can see people under oath tell the truth. Uh, a lot of the czars, a lot of other things. And just like he mentioned in the don't ask, don't tell repeal a lot of facts were not brought out in congressional hearings so we'll see what that does now the other nugget that uh, chad pointed out was the vitriol oh the vitriol from the left and he brought out what congressman steve cohen from uh, tennessee said about uh comparing the uh, the republicans the way they characterize the health care bill, job killing, yes, I think that's true. And all the things they say about the health care bill, he characterized it as uh, the Nazi uh, mastermind of propaganda, Goebbels. Uh, and, and where's the outrage? Where is the outrage? Was this supposed to be new civility? And, and, and the left just keeps on hitting and nobody throws out the outrage. So I'm glad Chad pointed that out. And let's uh, remember that. Now... What we need to move into right now is the Rock of Liberty speech. Just like I told you, the month of February, every week in the Rock of Liberty speech, we will be uh, not casting the vision. We did that in January. We will be talking about what America needs. And this week, what America needs is a vision. And I'm telling you right now from Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we're going to take some binoculars right this very moment. You can put your uh, binoculars uh, up to your eyes and look out into the future. I'm telling you, we're using these future-looking binoculars, and we are looking at as if we were on a ship looking out and seeing where we're headed. And I'm telling you, at the direction we're going, if the Tea Party movement does not become stronger and more powerful and starts directing this nation, we're going to fall over a Niagara Falls cliff as far as our financial situation. We know that. You know that. We put the binoculars up, and it looks disgusting to see our children and grandchildren being slaves to other countries, being absolute financial slaves, and we have no economy because we have no way to get capital because we squandered it all. I, I just don't even want to look that way. So let's turn the binoculars around and look to the other direction. If we turn this country around, what do we see? This is the vision America needs. We need to see schools that are producing bright students that are going to school and all over the nation, graduating at rates unheard of, going on to college. And I'm telling you what we're doing 
is we're going to start asking another question, not how we can get the best teacher in each classroom. That's important. But more important than that is this question. How do you get a child to desire to learn? That's the question we need to be asking. We need to have children thirsty for knowledge. We can do it with the new technology. We can do it in smaller classrooms. I'm telling you, I see the vision of what's going to happen if we will get together and work together and just totally think out of the box about educating America. Now, the vision, where does it lead? It leads to a robust economy because we're going to be cutting taxes. When we cut taxes, people have more money to spend on what they feel like needs to be spent on for their personal family. If you got a baby coming on, you need to save money, you save money. If you need to start saving money for college, you can do that. But you can do it because you have lower taxes. It gives you the ability, the ability to man, manage your own money and not letting the government manage it. Not saying, giving all your money so you get a little, little uh, back here, a little back there. But somebody else is squandering all the other part. So... That's why we need less taxes. We need less government. We're in our future, I see the vision. We have less government workers because private business will take care of what private business can. We're going to start uh, just reducing the payrolls. There's so many things we don't need. We've seen the last two years more and more people get on the government payrolls, government unions moving in the direction that the only thing it's going to do is break this country down financially. We've got to turn it around, and that's the vision I see in America where we got the private businesses moving smoothly, a robust economy where everybody who wants to work will have a job. Nobody's going to have a perfect nirvana. You're not going to have a job you like every day, every, every day in your life, but you work toward that. And that's why we need an economy of low taxes because you can work toward what you want. If you want to start your own company, you can do it. You may have to work 10 years to build up some capital. You may have to make some tough decisions, and you may fail. What's wrong with failing? Every successful person has failed at some time. They learn from experience how to make a successful business. So that's why we need lower taxes so people don't mind putting the risk what they believe in. And that's why I see a vision that is stretching out across America, less taxes, robust economy, less government, more freedom, more liberty, better schools, schools to educate not for the 1920s or the 1950s or the 1980s, schools that educate for the 2020s, the 2030s, and we can do it with a broad, new, thinking-out-of-the-box vision, and that's the vision we see where America is strong and other countries say, we want to be like America. We want the freedom they have. We want the liberty they have. And over to the Internet and the new means of communication, the other countries will say America is still the leader of freedom and liberty. That's the Rock of Liberty speech. Next week, we got Katrina Pearson, Dallas Tea Party, an extraordinary uh, Tea Party member. She's going to be on the show next week, so make sure you listen to that. We'll keep talking about what America needs. What America needs next week is the roadmap that will get us there. So come back next week. Can't wait to see you then. God bless you. See you next week. 
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.